Hey, just want to take a quick break from this episode so I could tell you guys about how I just launched my new Patreon page. If you don't know about Patreon, it's a great way for people to support creators with a monthly subscription. Becoming a Patreon supporter can even come with a few perks, like early access to new episodes and getting special shoutouts on the podcast. I've recently started working part-time at my job so I can focus more time and energy on the podcast and YouTube channel. So any support would be massively appreciated, and it helps me towards my hope of making this my full-time job someday. So if you want to help support me in that, please head over to patreon.com slash hooptheory. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash hooptheory. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy the rest of the show. Sean Kemp episode of the Hoop Theory Podcast, aka episode 40. Uh, my name is Logan Wortman, and today, as always, I am joined by my good friend, Jacob Roth. Jacob, how's it going? I'm doing good. That's good. I'm I'm try- I was trying to, to think of 40s. My brain was like scrambling. Yeah, it seems like Pistons there'd be a 40, lot more. Right? Uh, Lambeer. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's why. Special place in my heart, that guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why? <laughs> No, I just just because you similar play style. He's the original Draymond. Uh, oh yeah, me on the court is just Bill Lambier for sure. Yeah, rebounds and pushes people. Yep, that's about it. <laughs> that's about it. No, but Sean Kemp, I feel like is a uh, historically, pr- yeah, just a great forty. Yeah, yeah, I feel is there like any other just in my. Of- in my head, when I think about it, I feel like there's more prominent forties, but I can't think of one. It must, I guess it's just Sean no, Kemp. I mean, Sean Kemp's pretty prolific. I feel like that's like a, when you get into yeah. those quote unquote niche numbers, I feel like that's a pretty big one. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think Blake Griffin did it better, not wearing 40, but like what Sean Kemp was, you know, as a player. But Sean Kemp was cool too. He just, also, he wasn't, like his the peak win, wasn't maybe? as long. Yeah, Say that again? that's true. The win also was like that weird it's like it's a, a it's a different era of basketball, and everybody did fancy crazy oh, Blake, Blake Griffin things. The win it happened. I gotcha. feel like also. Um, I don't. I didn't realize yeah. that episode forty we're going to discuss the legacy of Sean Kemp, but here we are. <laughs> yeah. So um, before we get into what today's episode is about, which is some of the news that's broken um, recently in this very young off season. Um. Before we get to that stuff, there's a few things I wanted to clear up from last episode. Uh, the first one being, and I'm, I'm kind of glad we didn't, uh, like we got this wrong because the Lakers kind of deserve it, uh, to be honest. Apparently, so you know how we were talking about how they can't claim they have 17 rings because they don't claim the players. They Yeah, they do, but a- they they're just suck. Appa- no, apparently they... Like, for the longest time, they never, you know, they didn't have any of the Minneapolis Lakers jerseys, especially George Mikan being the one that, like, for sure you need to retire. Yeah, should be there. Do they They now? Yeah, they do. (laughs) And that was in a game on October October 30th, 2022. So it was back at the beginning of the season. Um, And it was the Nuggets playing them. And that's so I remember it. 
Not my fault. Yeah, not my fault. No, no. I'm out. It's my, it's my fault for sure. But the thing is, I'm the reason why I'm glad we forgot it is because this, like, they should have done it before. Like, at this point, it's too late. Like, the only reason they're doing it is because now they can claim they have 17 rings. And, like, they're like, we've, it, like, in order to claim that we have 17 and we're tied with Boston, we need to do this. So we're going to do this. Well, you know, it feels and, like it's not genuine. Well, okay. I also don't <laughs> think the tied with Boston things matters at all. In my brain, I think it does I guess. to the Lakers. I think it oh. does. Okay. How, well, how okay. wouldn't it? I, I guess that makes me, one, feel better that, and, You've seen this headline probably everywhere. This now that we're done and the season's clear, this has been the craziest NBA season ever. Like yeah. all these stories that like I'm sure we'll go over as the off season goes on. Be like, wow, that was this this season. Like mm -hmm. Jordan Poole did moments. get punched by Draymond at the yep. start of this NBA year. Uh, mm -hmm. Like the the Batman Grant Williams Grant thing. Williams, <laughs> just yeah. just Grant Williams as a whole year. That was this mm -hmm. year. Um, but I'm sorry, Lakers fans. Eye to eye, heart to heart. I don't care. But I'm glad you finally figured out that uh, arguably one of the – not arguably, one of the greatest players in your your franchise's history finally has his uh, numbers in the Raptors. I'm mm -hmm. glad. So you can claim his titles. And only for that reason. <laughs> yeah. Like, did they not need him for, like, MVP numbers? Maybe they didn't. Because he was like a five-time, four-time league MVP. Probably, I guess I don't know. I'm not sure when the if the MVP award is like at the same time as when the league started. There was already the MVP award. I'm not sure. I know because like Finals MVP wasn't a thing until the '60s because Jerry West won the first ever Finals MVP. Um, but yeah, league MVP, not sure. I think it's definitely older than finals MVP though. Cause I know Russell and Wilt have several, but it's also yeah. hilarious that it was this year that we met. So right. It was this year. It was October of this season. Yeah. Like right. And it was a nuggets game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was watching it and I do remember watching it now, but I just totally forgot about that detail. Um, but yeah, so, and George Mikan, also made it difficult for like because in the past when i've thought of, thought ahead to episode 99 i've always thought oh jay crowder we're gonna use jay crowder but that's george mikan numbers too george mikan's number two so not two it is george mikan's number george, jay yeah. crowder just happens to use it yes but in my brain my young basketball brain growing up always seeing jay crowder wearing 99 that's the guy i think of but now it's like okay oh. but george mikan's you know he's the more prominent one um, so he'll probably get choose so many flowers when we get to episode ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, I mean he we already gave quite a few. If I'm, you said last episode that the you wouldn't you wouldn't think it's crazy if the league would just retire his number league wide ninety nine. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, because like if he wasn't like labeled by a lot of people like the first ever basketball all star guy. Yeah, uh -huh. like he is the first one to just yeah. do it. The first so. superstar. First superstar, superstar big man. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I think we've given George Mikan like more love than maybe any podcast ever at this point in just two episodes. Wouldn't but, want it any other way. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, uh, then the other thing was easy, the easy finals run narrative that we were breaking down. I totally forgot this, this thought that I, I felt was like unique. The kind of the reason why I wanted to bring it up. Um, like most things I want to bring up, 
I usually feel like there's a thought that is unique to me, you know, that I want to add to it. Like it's a thought that I haven't heard from anybody else. And uh, I totally forgot to mention that one, which is, you know, I see people saying like, oh, Giannis is Giannis's ring in 2021. <clears throat> he had a tougher path. He had tougher competition to win that one. And it was like, okay, but he also like struggled more. Like the Bucks weren't as dominant as the Nuggets were. The Nuggets went 16 and four. The Bucks, I think, went like 16 and 10 or something like that. So like, it, yeah, he faced harder competition, but isn't like the uh the amount of competition like the struggling in the series equal to about like the difference in competition i also don't think the competition was that crazy different like it was i just feel like people like see the low seed and then turn their brain off mm -hmm. and we brought it up last episode that that lakers team was a very very good historically if you were to take a bracket of seven seeds all time that Lakers oh, yeah. team that Lakers might team be the best seven. One hundred percent. Same conversation with the six seeded Warriors. They didn't have to play them, but like this was yeah. just a very good. And this Miami team, I think, beats every other eight seed to ever exist. Obviously, probably there's weird matchups. Other than, but like, I'm just saying, like Knicks. But in terms of these being like low seeds, they were all time mm -hmm. low seeds. Yeah, no, for but, sure. I I agree with that. But like at the same time, I'm willing to look at Giannis's path and say like that's probably some like some better competition. Was that? But it, Celtics. So they and went six. through Celtics. Before that, they so they swept the Heat first round. Um, the, the revenge round, series. Yeah, and that was a three-six matchup. And then the second round, they faced the Nets with KD, Kyrie, and James Harden. But if KD wore a smaller shoe, yeah. They, and they then it was almost Celtics won. in seven, or uh, Bucks remember. in seven. Oh yeah, in that series in second round, Bucks in seven that series, and uh, also James Harden played for a very small amount of that series, and Kyrie also got hurt towards the end of it. Yep. So by the end, it was only KD, really, and they still almost and his lost. Size Seventeen shoe. <laughs> But he like yeah. should isn't he, he should wear sixteens, but he likes seventeens or mm -hmm. he, likes, he likes like the to extra wear toe room. Shoe. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, which, which is, is funny. Unique. But anyway. Um and then I think they they must have faced the Celtics in the conference finals because Celtics are always in the conference finals. Oh no, I, I know they did. I, I just can't remember if it was six or seven. I don't really remember that series very well. Boston versus Milwaukee. But it, regardless, uh, Milwaukee made it to the finals and won in six against the Suns because the Suns won. They went up 2-0 against the Bucks. because I remember oh, after no. the Suns went up 2-0, it was like, oh, the Suns are going to win the title. Chris Paul's going to get his first ring. And the Bucks just destroyed them the last four games. Um, it was like was total flip. The... I'm trying to find which one it was. It was 2021, if that helps. I don't know if you put that in there. Yeah. But, yeah. It just keeps showing to... me that... It was 2020... Yeah, 2021. Mm-hmm. Why are you showing me the 2022 season? And I, I think maybe Robert Williams was out. Something like that. 
The Celtics might have no, had an injury. Oh, the Celtics lost to the, the... That's the year the Celtics were bad. The Celtics got beat by the Nets round one, and then they played the Hawks in the finals. Oh, and the that Hawks was the, took them to six. Yes, of course. Okay, because okay. I, I was like, this doesn't that. feel. I was like, because it was like, this doesn't. And I remember because it was that was like trade deadline. The Nets built this super team, and the Celtics had their not super team, but the Celtics just sucked. It, James Harden got traded really early in the season. It was like eight games into the season. Why do I think? What happened at the trade deadline? Nothing really. It's just they. Thought, anyway. We were Kyrie, the seventh seed. Kyrie was out a lot, I'm sure. KD didn't play a lot. If if you're wondering why they were not no, a super high I remember seed. it exact I remember watching game two now and we just got I was like We it was Wait, like did you Kyrie say the Celtics had, were the seventh seed? I yeah. barely remember that. That the Celtics just had a, it was, had like a not good year in two thousand twenty one. Well, I also if I can just pull up the Oh, yeah, because that was back when it was like, yeah, split up Tatum and Brown. Um, which And that continued into the next season. I was like, yeah, which which time are we talking about? Oh, because 2021 was the first Celtics season after Kemba was gone and after Hayward was gone. So it was like no no point guard city, you know? Like, it was like, who's who's supposed to have the ball? <laughs> this isn't working. And that and so that was before Marcus I, Smart really became in my that. brain for some reason Jalen Brown ba- barely played. Like he had like a big I, chunk. Was he? No, I think it was just that the the fact that it was right after Kemba left, right after Gordon Hayward left. They went so, thirty six and thirty six. Yeah, because it was a shortened season. But I'm I think that's what it was. Was that they just didn't have any facilitator? Like it it was, you know, it was Brad Stevens last year coaching yep and uh yeah they were they didn't have gordon hayward or kemba anymore so they didn't have like a point guard or ball i wanted handler. us to get oladipo oh yeah because i felt I like he was that. the guy to be like the finally give us a facilitator something yeah and he was like really available at the time yes yeah um okay so i think we got that squared away but anyways that the other thing that I kind of wanted to bring up with this was that the Nuggets went 16 and four, you know, in this postseason, which is like one of the best like postseason runs of all time. I know 16 four doesn't sound like insane, but there's, there's only ever since they started doing the 16 win format. So for the past 23 seasons now, I want to say since 2000 or maybe it was 21 seasons. So since like 2002, um, the only other team to, so there's been two teams that have sur- like equal to 16 and four or better. One of them was the, uh, 2000 Lakers, 2002 Lakers, somewhere in there. One of the Lakers teams with the Shaq and Kobe, uh, pairing, they went 16 and one. Oh no, I'm butchering this. Okay. It was the Golden State Warriors in 2017. They yes. went 16 and one. 15 and one was one of the. Lakers year. So that was before the no. 16 win format. And then 16 4 was the Spurs in 07 or 04 or 05. Spurs, one of the Spurs years, they went 16 4. But uh, in terms of point differential or net rating, either one, um, the uh, like using that as a tiebreaker, 
the Nuggets uh, were like a plus 8.4 or something like that this season, this postseason, versus the Spurs like point, uh, 4 point something, 4.5. Um, so, which is a pretty significant difference in terms of a, a net rating. And so, yeah, it was a very, very um, dominant postseason for for the Nuggets. And two of those losses like were against the Suns that required like some of the most insane, like, uh, you know, playoff performances from two guys on their team at the same time um, in order to pull off. Um, and then game two, I still feel like of, of the heat series, the final series was like a game that we really shouldn't have lost. It was just like a freak occurrence of of situations of uh well no and you even said that they game planned it bad not bad but like the heat found a hole and it was just was a game hole in the game plan like it just happens you know what i mean yeah oh they're okay yeah their zone was was effective but at the same time they were getting every call especially down the stretch and they uh the nuggets were not hitting any shots and on top of that, the Nuggets Which, made more breakdowns, like communication-wise, defensively, than I've seen, like the entire season. Okay, I guess All that, I, I was game. confused, but I feel like you can't use it as like a hard fact when it was just like a fluke game for everybody. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was it was crazy weird how fluky okay. it was. Like, but it was fluky I, I get, both ways, is what I was trying to say fluky both ways for what do you mean both teams were not acting like themselves if you mean that like, by the heat were playing very well yes <laughs> that's that's exactly oh. what i was saying okay that it just sometimes when a team's like a little hot and a team's a little cold it makes it look way worse than it you know what i mean it yeah, like blows yeah. things mm-hmm. yeah anyway yeah that was like a weird rabbit hole that i didn't i was like confused but uh-huh um yeah yeah no but yeah so that i i kind of wanted to bring up that was just like our finals run our playoff run as like 16 and 4 record just how how dominant it was and that kind of coupled with this narrative of like how oh this has been the easiest championship run ever it's like well you have to look at like maybe i'm willing to admit the competition might be lighter than most but it's still not as light as just saying like the seeds um, but even with that, like we also dominated. So isn't that what you're supposed to do against weaker competition? Um, and then the other thing, last thing I wanted to bring up from last episode was just like a really quick thing, which was MPJ. When I was talking about his interview, I forgot to mention how he said, uh, one of the quotes from that interview, he said that, uh, he was happy that Malone took him out in crunch time and subbed in Bruce Brown because Bruce Brown got that huge offensive rebound and, you know, was one of the reasons they were able to, to close it out. Um, so yeah, one more little, little, uh, flower that I'm giving to MPJ for just being an unbelievable teammate this year. That's like completely overlooked by, like it's being seen now, but I've been saying this, like if you guys have been listening to the podcast, I've since been saying this since run, at the minimum, or like in the regular season, really. I was like, whenever we did that episode All-Star where I ranked, yeah, wherever I ranked my like favorite nuggets. nuggets, yeah, 
one of the things I was saying about MPJ in there was how much he's sacrificed and how like good of a teammate he's been, which is just completely different from the way people talked about him coming into the league and so far in his career. Which there's also been, I think that like this year has also been very different for him. Like people talked about him that way. Cause that's how he, you could argue he was coming out of Missouri. I think Michael yeah, Malone sure. was like a, Obviously, I don't know him, but like the mm-hmm. like the interview, everything about it. If he didn't have Michael Malone as his head coach, I feel like Might it would be, be a very yeah. Just because Bones obviously couldn't handle the heat, now he doesn't have a ring. Well, he does. Like he, he, did he, he but yeah. Oh, does he still gonna get one? That's lame. Yeah, to me. He, he was here this season. No, yeah. I get that. Like they can. That's lame. You're a loser. <laughs> if you go get yeah. a ring. Especially for that one, because when we traded close. him for nothing. We like I would get it if we traded him for something that helped us, but we traded him for nothing. We just dropped it. We just like traded him for two second round picks. That well, we no, didn't even use for my thing is, yeah, my thing is like the who was it was a Anderson Verajao would have yeah. gotten a ring either way. Either way, and like that's yep. so dumb. Like. There's a difference if, like, if you're with the team until the trade deadline, then they ship you off and you end up somewhere else and you go win a ring or whatever. Well, that's what but it like, was with Bones. And I don't know about Verjao that season, but when he got traded. It's Anderson, respectfully, it's Anderson Verjao. No. He was, like, wasn't the, the reason deadline? he was. No, it wasn't. But I'm not saying it was, like, he was this integral core piece. Oh. I just, I just think it's lame. Yeah. I don't know. I'm never in that spot. I'm not, I'm never going to be in that spot, but I just think that's wild. I understand. Like it. In it's my the- brain, that's the equivalent of like working with a team for like seven months and then like transferring. Okay. Let's say you work for a big company and you work in team a and you're working, you're working, you're working. And then you end up whatever they said, we're going to move you to team B. But then at the end of the year, team a and team B are first or like team a wins the, your thing and they get a bonus and then you're like where the fuck's my bonus i was there for six months in a day that's just weird to me yeah but in that situation do you understand not... that yeah i get i and get especially a little bit if you were there for the second half if you were here for the half that like they crunched the numbers they won the race at the end they they fought through the playoffs but you weren't there for that part you were there for the other part that was yeah. like, kind of not important at all you could argue but in some situations, like, you know, if that KCP trade was made at the deadline instead of in the offseason, like, I'm more than okay with Monte Morris and Will Barton getting a ring. I kind of feel like they should get one anyways. Like, um, that's wild. Like, that's wild. Like, they're how good they are, what they provided to the team was able, like, to serve them was in able a trade. To, they did it. They were no, not but, good enough to, what, so they it, didn't. No, no, listen. It, okay, but if they weren't that good, then they couldn't have got KCP. Their value is what got them the piece that to improve. They had to be good this, enough in the first place in order to be worth that for the Wizards. So do all the picks that the Pelicans pick with that, like, Anthony Davis trade, all those draft picks because of the value that they brought to the table as a draft pick for the Lakers. Do all of those Pelicans players get rings from the Lakers season? No, because they're, that's a hypothetical. That's not the same thing. 
It's the That's value it. that this pick, which is now a human, brought to the team, got them something. You not see how that's completely different? The player, a player. I, I, I'm being facetious on purpose. I'm being obnoxious, <laughs> but I think that's just a loser brain brainwave. I I I'm very thankful to Monte Morris, and I like being he, a, without Monte a Morris, is, we would not have the team we have right now. Without that's Gary Harris, true. we wouldn't have the team we have right now. Absolutely, you're not wrong. But Gary yeah. Harris hasn't worn a Nuggets jersey in. Does he get a ring too? I would like him to, but I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'm not the only one that thinks this is crazy. That every and I get like the emotional like that got okay. Who's an example of like a okay? Marcus Smart could never win a ring as a Celtic, probably won't. But that dude will always be like, he's my guy. Mm-hmm. The same way you look at Gary Harris, the same way you look at Monte Ellis, the same the way that you look at like. As a fan, you're like, that's a dude that is a forever, insert whatever they are. Kelly Olynyk, mm-hmm. forever a Celtic. <laughs> but, like, they don't need a ring. I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad if they gave him a ring. I, I, I wouldn't complain. I do, com- like, the fact that Bones gets one and they don't, that, that kind of sucks. I don't like that. You know what I mean? I guess the core of my argument is, like, from the... Not the fan side or like the deserving, because I just think it's crazy that Bones would want one. Like I get like not wanting a ring. That I I'm not stupid. I understand the yeah, wanting yeah. a championship ring part. But like he can't look at that on his shelf and be like, I earned that. Mm-hmm. I'm the reason that I have that. And like yeah, he like is, we, but he also no, he's it's not. Just weird. That's different. For him, it's different because we we won the ring despite him we like he he only tanked our chances of getting the ring because he he sabotaged his relationship with the rest of the team and with his head coach and we had to like give him away for no value of that like for that championship run like we didn't gain anything if anything we had a hole at our backup point guard and so bruce brown was thrust into a role that he wasn't like ideal for but he made the best of it like so if anything, he hurt our chances a little bit of getting the ring. You know what I mean? That's why I don't like him getting yeah. it. Like it's, I just it's, feel like if you're not on the championship team, don't get a ring. That's a fair I, – I don't think that's insane. But I also I just, don't think it's insane for them like, to recognize players. Yes, but the Gary Harris one is way too far. I, yeah. I, I won't ever – because hasn't, what, 2019? 20, Was that his last year? 20 no, was, no 2021 trade deadline he wasn't 2020. it was right before jamal tore his acl is the aaron gordon trade gary harris for aaron gordon who am i thinking of then i don't even know i i'm not sure 2019 for some reason i thought your little core got broken i guess that's four years ago or my brain yeah. just I don't, I don't even know i'm a potato brain <laughs> um but yeah, anyway, that was just, I was not ready for that. I just, <laughs> if you don't, if you're not on the team and like, my thing is like, there's, it's also hard. Cause like the trade deadline, those games matter, but they really don't. After? Before the trade deadline. Oh, before. before. No, after are the only games you could argue that do matter because like being an active part the of the playoff for the, run. It was the opposite for the Nuggets this year. 
because we clinched our our spot before the deadline basically and so after the deadline we load managed. you could just say playoffs regular season as long oh, as you okay. are a playoff team i didn't know the you rest were including it, playoff yeah no and that's that's more what it well because those are the only games that in terms of like what gets you a ring on your finger that's yeah. the only games that matter uh-huh. like at all i thought you were just talking um, about regular season my bad yeah no and i worded that poorly but no i'm just and and i'm saying this as a human that will never have a team championship sports ring ever mm-hmm. ever but i just don't get the like i want one because i was a part of that team for three months i don't months. know if that's the reason they do it if there was somebody who was like hey we should we should get a ring right if we were and that's the reason they do. i think that's it was more the other side where a team it, the culture of like oh let's reward these guys that we had to ship away you know to to change okay, things so up then why is there weird rules on you have to be part of so many games and so many things and weird certain rules. dates no that's what that's how anders and verge technically could have gotten both it's because it was so many games with both franchises oh i thought it was just if you were on the team's roster during that that season that basketball season then you are eligible to receive a ring i'm pretty sure i always thought it was like a like a similar to an awards thing where there's like a certain amount of a, like games that are participation something i don't even know i don't know why my brain thought that yeah i mean it, it would make Maybe sense it's if, franchise dependent yeah i think the franchise chooses whether or not they do give people rings i think oh yeah there's just no rules yeah there's no rules sorry but you i think it's just like well, kind of convention it. like it, it's kind of convention just to everybody who was on the roster on a team during the season they all get rings yeah just whoever yeah like i saw i don't know if this is real but i saw a thing a few weeks ago that was like if the nuggets win the 2023 nba championship uh carmelo anthony is going to receive a championship ring like what it's i don't know it was if it was some report or if it was just completely made up i don't remember (laughs) that (laughs) but i just has to be not real that's craziness. <laughs> I think it is because I, I, I feel like that... I would have heard it more about it than just that one yeah. thing. But so apparently, some franchises will do multiple tiers of different types of ring. Mm. So, like tier one is a tier for players, coaches, important personnel. Even if they didn't play a game, they rode the bench all season or was traded, they would still receive a ring when the Raptors won. Uh, super fan. Uh, I'm not gonna say his last name right. Everybody knows who he is. Nav is Nav Badia for what the team? Raptor super fan. Nav, Nav, yeah. Oh no, are you talking about the old guy with the turban? Yes. Who, okay, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I thought you were talking about the I Raptor. Think it's Nav, Nav Batia. <laughs> okay, Batia or whatever. Drake and the Raptors mascot all got tier one rings when the Raptors. <laughs> Raptors mascot is that just one person? The Raptors mascot. It says or, it just says heck. The Raptors mascot has one according to basketballworld.com. Okay. Uh, tiers two and tier three were like front office, medical staff, doctors, directly, people that work directly with the players that weren't the aforementioned people. Tier four would have been cheerleaders, ball boys, those have worked indirectly with the team, sponsors, concession stand employees, etc. And then tier five, that if you were at the game on opening night of the 2022 season at the Raptors home court, 
they would give you a ring courtesy of the organization. Hmm. All the fans? Courtside. Oh, courtside. Okay. Oh, no. I, I added courtside magically. Not courtside. If you just add the game on opening night, you can get replicas for $40. Yeah. So, oh, if you pay, though. Okay. But th- there were different tiers. Yeah. No, yeah. like, so I'm assuming that the, the ring, I promise, the ring that the players got was very different than the ones different. the ball boy got. I'm, I'm sure. Or the ones that the fans can buy. Yes, I'm sure. Um, um, but anyway, yeah, this is wild. Yeah. I think we can move into uh, the rest of what we have today, um, which is the Bradley Beal trade, mainly, is what we wanted to talk about. Uh, for those who don't know, I guess, Bradley Beal got traded from the Washington Wizards to the uh, Phoenix Suns. Um, that was on Sunday, I think, is when that news broke. Yes. Um and today is Tuesday, by the way, for if anybody's wondering. But so that deal was Brad Beal, Jordan Goodwin, and Isaiah Todd uh, in exchange for Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, and then I, I wasn't, I didn't see like the specific details on the picks, but I saw there was just a number of seconds and a number of swaps, um, because obviously Phoenix doesn't have any firsts left to trade <laughs> since the Durant deal, <laughs> but. Um, so they, which, yeah, this kind of surprised me, honestly, that this was the best deal out there for the wizards. Um, just in terms of picks, like, I feel like there would have been a team willing to give a first round pick, but maybe not. Um, but also you have to take into account the Brad Beal, no trade clause thing. So Bradley Beal had no trade clause on his contract, so he could choose whether or not he would go to a team that or the Wizards win. had a trade for. Yeah. Um, Which and begs the question, mm-hmm. is Brad Beal dumb? Why? Why would you pick the Suns? I get the why, but like, you know what I'm foreseeing? We just talked about him. The 36 and 36 Celtics that didn't have a point guard. There's only so much time the ball can be in a human's hands. And you just found three of the highest, like in my brain, like Luca's on a different moon. James James Harden's a different moon. But like in terms of how much a guy's going to have to have the ball, Mm D-Book's not as bad as I probably am giving credit for in my brain. But like KD, Brad Beal. Which KD's also very low usage compared (laughs) to how good he is. But... That Brad Beal, like, there's only so much basketball to go around. I'm, I'm yeah. not convinced this works. I don't know. I'm more, I'm higher on it than other people are. I've heard mo- mostly, almost entirely, like negative reactions on the Sun side of things. Like people saying it's bad for the Suns. I, I don't hate it. To be honest, I don't love it, but I don't hate it either because, like, the three that they did have already. Chris Paul, like Chris Paul's uh, in theory, a higher usage guy than, than Brad Beal needs to be like Brad Beal was higher usage on the wizards because it was the wizards <laughs> and they don't yeah. have anybody else to give the ball to. But it's, and I guess maybe I just am like visualizing a drop in usage and then it like an equal drop in production. Cause like, Perhaps. is Brad, is he just a 15 points a game for a zillion dollars? Oh, no, he's, that's going to be better dramatic. than that. Yeah. But like, and he, he's going to, I don't ha- think it works. 
I think like his the playmaking side of his game and like the off ball stuff of his game is just going to be much more utilized in this situation than it has been it ever was. since. John, yeah, ever since John Wall, really, and he's a much better player than he was since the last time he had John Wall as a teammate. So, um, he, at least he was, and had, he like, was he was like, two years ago. I don't has know. He peaked and then has already started coming back down, and they're equal again. It's hard to tell if he's really that much worse. Like, or if it was just the Wizards. Yeah, if it, or if it's just the the Wizards wanting to tank and wanting him to sit games out, like milk his injuries, um, and stuff like that. Not sure, um, but his numbers for sure have been down since his whatever year that was probably 2021 which is the year that we couldn't remember anything about just a little bit ago um that's when he was either led the league in scoring or slightly was behind steph in in league uh the scoring champion um it was one of those i think it was i think he averaged like 30 something points per game that, that steph season, was but- first with 32 and I think Brad was just a couple decimal points, maybe even one decimal Brad point. Brad was – why did you give me points and not per game? They just Brad did total had points. 31.3. 31.3 versus 30. 32 even. 32 okay. even. But okay. Yeah. Not as close Steph as I thought. Crazy, that's a crazy year from Steph. That was the, the, like the – just a crazy mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, then, and yeah. I remember Brad like it was a competition for most of the year. Like towards the end, it was it. like, "Oh, who's gonna get it?" But um, interesting is Steph outscored him by 130 points total, though. So Steph played more games and had more points. Mm-hmm. The opposite of the Joel Embiid approach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's uh, true. For reference to prove my point in 2021 or the 2021. The 2020-2021 season that we're looking at, Joel yeah. Embiid was 16th in total points scored, but fourth in points per game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who who was total? Who led the league in total points this year? Do you know? This year, I will zoop zoop. I don't know who that would have been because it feels like everybody missed to- so Guess. many games this year. Guess. Um, is it, it obvious? Is... N- no. Jason but Tatum. it's obvious because of how happy I am. Yes, Jason it's Tatum. Jason Tatum with 2,225 points. Next yeah. closest is Troll Embiid. Oh, uh, Shea's too. fourth. Okay. Yeah, Third I mean... place is like sneaky, but it's not. Um, Booker? No. He missed a lot of games. Booker's not it... even top 20. Yeah, he missed a lot of games. Is it somebody from... The Western Conference or Eastern Conference? Yes. One could argue that this was a very disappointing year. You're not going <laughs> to... You said yes when I said... Western. It, Sorry, oh. you said Western first, so I said yes. I didn't even... Yeah, oh, Western okay. Conference. <laughs> uh, so I feel like the... it's... It's not, it's not that sneaky, but it's like... Duh. Luca. Kind of. Yeah, Luca's third. Okay. It's Tatum and nice. Bead, Luca, Shea, Giannis, Ant. Ant was the sixth most points scored this year. Mm, he probably didn't miss very many games. Uh, yeah, because he's. I don't know where he's at on the points per game list, and it's uh, 16th on points per game. Yeah. Yeah. But um, 
anyways, back into the Suns. There's a deal. Uh, Brad Beal, I feel like he could work with, with the Suns a little bit at least. Like I know people are saying, like, oh, there's no point guard. Then at the same time, they're like, oh, they you can't share the ball that much. And it was like, I don't know. I just feel like they made it work a little bit with Chris Paul, uh, Booker, and Durant. Like, if you add Beal into that, I don't see why it has to be that much. Like, because those guys get off the ball quicker than Chris Paul does. All of those guys. Like, Brad Beal especially. Like, he doesn't... I he also doesn't... thought that that's why the Suns didn't work. Was they had so much money into what they had. And it's not that they weren't a great, good team, but they just didn't have anything else. They didn't have enough time with the basketball. Like yeah. They didn't have enough possessions to use all of this offensive craziness they had. But yeah, I I guess I just, to me, I, I feel like Brad Beal fits a little bit better than Chris Paul, just because like Chris Paul's not slowing everything down. Cause you know, a Chris Paul team has to kind of, flow and go a certain way and brad beal can more like play the same style as booker and durant want to um and like i don't know i don't see any of those guys as like selfish ball dominant superstars like uh you know ob obviously all of them are good at it, at scoring in isolation and and dom like they can dominate the ball but none of them i've ever felt like oh those are guys that you just like their problem is they're a black hole you know you can't get them to yes. be a distributor you know it's not like a well not even just a distributor but be a guy that can play off ball you know it's not like a trey young luka Doncic situation um like because all these we've seen all of these guys play off like durant is one of the best off ball superstars in the history of the league and uh booker has like he learned to play that way along uh, Chris Paul and it fit very well. Um, Brad Beal had to do that earlier in his career before he became what he is now. So you would, in theory, you would think it wouldn't be that out of the realm of possibility uh, for him to, you know, kind of adapt back to that. Um, but yeah, so that's why I don't hate. Also the, the other thing with the Suns is what else what else do people think they should have done? Like people criticize this move, but then at the same time, I don't think people, those same people would be like, Oh, but I like the core of Chris Paul Booker and Durant. You know, if you don't like Beal Booker Durant, I don't feel like you'd like Paul Booker and Durant that much more. Um, and so what would you suggest they do? Like just wave Chris Paul losing for nothing or like what other deal was out there to move Chris Paul for? I don't not like the Suns part of it. I just don't get why Brad Beal was like, that is my best chance to get a ring. I That's what I'm not as like. Because I, I feel like it might be out of the, out of the moves or deals that were available. It might be the best. Cause where else would Brad go? I guess to like the Sixers, but I think the Sixers, they were the ones who pulled Sixers out. And Celtics were both out. They, they yeah. weren't interested. Miami. Miami that might've been, I don't know if that was on the table or not. Like, they would have had maybe that it wasn't maybe Miami was because that would have been a better deal for the Wizards because the deal that Miami probably would have had to make was Tyler Hero, and you know unless they and, knew that the Suns were throwing up a whole lot of nothing and tried to lowball him way too low, which is also a very Pat Riley thing to do, like to be like, 
oh, that's all the Suns are giving you is a bunch of seconds and then their entire bench. And then mm-hmm. Chris Paul, who's not going to stay. You know what I mean? Like, And so he'll let that happen, you're saying? So he offered something way lower to be oh. like, well, I'll, I'll try to get my best deal because I'm not going to give you Tyler Hero and a bunch of yeah. things and a, and a if first, I don't have to. First round, yeah. And then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who knows all the things that go on in the background, but it was uh, – I, 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 the, the Suns' odds jumped, and I'm sure that they should have – like it's a better chance to win, but like I don't see that like this – elevates the Suns to this crazy better basketball team in my brain especially because of all they lost it's more the not the addition of like perfect world take Chris Paul flick him to the side place in Brad Beal that's whatever it's the like five players under contract and one of them doesn't want to be a Phoenix Sun named DeAndre Ayton like that's that's the big problem well they have they got three players in the deal, so they have I, seven. I thought it was no. I thought it was only after I did see that five total. I saw a post that said that, but the official deal now, like I just checked before we started recording, is Brad Beal, Jordan Goodwin, and Isaiah Todd coming over. Which both those guys are like bench players. Like you don't want them to be getting significant minutes, probably, but they are bodies. <laughs> that are on your basketball team. Uh, at least. This isn't updated yet, but yeah, I, I got it from Woj's Twitter. Um, no, I was saying the basketball reference roster is not updated yet. Oh yeah, I wouldn't um, think because the basketball rep would be KD, D Book, DeAndre Ayton, and then Brad Beal and Ish Rainwright. Yeah, it. Oh, he's Ish, under contract still. Uh, he has a team option. Oh, okay. Going into next I think, season. I want to say campaign also is under contract. Is, thought I thought was... campaign was gone. Or is that I see I don't know what the campaign's still there. I think so. Let me check that one out. So then really he quick. is still under contract. He's through this year at six point five mil. Campaign is? Yep. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um so the I guess the the angle of it that I do see the criticism for the Suns is like the future view like looking forward because like for this season alone like for basketball reasons alone i don't think this is a bad trade at all but if we're looking at how this is going to kind of not even kind of it's going to severely cripple them especially like with this new cba paying three guys on supermax deals um all of them at least to uh, 2026 because Durant's deal ends in 2026. Um, Beal has an option for 2027. That's like a $57 million option. And then Booker is locked up through 2028 and all of them are on the same Supermax deal. Um, So I think that puts them pretty squarely into the second apron of this new tax bracket or whatever where they're paying like they're going to be paying a buttload of luxury tax like it's going to cost them much more money than other teams to to uh man the roster and then on top of that they won't have the ability to sign anybody else outside of those guys that isn't on a minimum deal so they can only sign minimum deals to fill all of their other roster spots in the future 
And that's so, never worked. That's never worked. I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't think we've ever seen somebody try to build a roster like this, but. The closest we got was the Heat big three. That's and, true. And I mean, that worked, and, but, but and that, it's, this is a different. Depends different... on what your definition of work is. Because according to LeBron James, they weren't going to have one. They weren't going to have two. Oh. They were going to. You like that's I mean, being dramatic. Obviously. Yeah, like, if you win a ring, I think I think you can say it worked, in my opinion. But they, but Miami, Miami also bounced back, so it did work in Miami, I guess, because they they never went to this this pit of just despair, despair, where they were Charlotte for ten years because they won a ring. They they've yeah. never gone to that depth. Yeah, um, and I don't but, think they will as long as Pat Riley still has his fingers in the basketball operations. But. Yeah, but this this. Uh, new NBA is a different economy with like, mm-hmm. you know, the collective bargaining agreement that's um, changing things. So I don't like it, at least for the way I understand it, they're going to be severely um, tied, you know, tied up, not, not have a lot of flexibility in terms of guys they can get on the fringes. And so they're going to have to rely on higher caliber players that are usually veterans probably that are like, huh, I'll just, I'll take a minimum deal for like a one-year minimum to try to go and win a ring here with this a team. Jay Crowder, go prove yourself. That, yeah, that type of thing. Um, but I've heard, you know, some people bring that up and say, well, if the Suns are going to be relying on that, like, I don't even think the Suns are going to be the best option out there for that type of player because no, like the Nuggets, could be a team like a lot of people want to go play with Jokic and like that, that for years to come is going to be an option for people at, you know, for buyouts and at the deadline and in free agency for guys to just be like, I'll go to Denver for a year. Like a, what kind of what we got with Bruce Brown. Um, you can't sign buyout players if you're in the second apron. Is that true? The ter- teams above the second apron cannot sign players on the buyout market. The exact definition of what the buyout market is has yet to be revealed, but it'll likely apply to any players who is traded and waived during the season or waived while sacrificing a portion of their salary. Mm. That's going to hurt a little bit. Yeah. Because that's how teams that have been up against the that's what they've done. They've just been like, just sign it. Uh, uh, just get some buyout buy, guys. Get a buyout mm-hmm. and then we'll go get buyout guys. Uh, uh-huh. But also, interest. So the second apron thing, it only would have affected four signings um, last season, and it mm. was Gallinari to Celtics, Divincenzo to the Warriors, Joe Ingles to Milwaukee, and Wall to the Clippers. So none of those, Divincenzo to the Warriors, kind of none of those really affected the landscape of what happened through the season. But it'll just yeah. be interesting. As Gallinari probably would have, to be fair, would have, but he didn't just because mm-hmm. he got hurt. Yeah, he definitely, I think, would have. Mm-hmm. Um. But it is how it is. I think about that one too often. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. That was yeah, that was a crazy what last year in the in the off season the Celtics, it was like it just felt like or they GM. were primed for I mean it did end up it was a great season overall. Um just not I think GM Brad this year's been almost more impressive. It'll be Thursday will be a big decider, I think, on like what is so crazy or what, what this season will be looked at. It'll be what picked you got? 35. We don't have a first round. Mm. Yeah. Same but I, I, th- I'm, I, if I 
I'm pretty confident that 35 or 30, I think 35 and Pritchard will turn into a first round or 35 Pritchard and somebody will turn into a lottery or I, I am sure the Celtics will be drafting round one on Thursday. But. Yeah. Oh, you think, oh, you think that they'll move up? They'll you're saying package. Yeah. They'll package Pritchard in that 35. Cause that gets you into like a, just outside of the lottery. There's a lot of decent guys at that spot, that mm-hmm. level of like, or yeah. even if it's package those two and then go get move up and then get like trade for somebody using that pick. I don't know what will happen. I think we will have a very active draft night. Um, mm-hmm. Which will, which we tune in for that. Pay attention for that. Cause we'll yes. do. I think we're going to try to do it live. Live, like, live. Like on go on YouTube live. Maybe. So you hear that like we are as stupid as we always are. We kind of just. Logan makes it sound a little smarter, but not really. It's it's pretty pretty much unadulterated, just dope coming out yeah. of the hose. But <laughs> no, I I just feel like that would be fun to do. Uh, just like since we haven't tried it before, and yeah, it'll be just why not? I don't care if nobody watches it live, but oh, I I prefer it that way. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I'm sure it's pretty. I, I've never done it before, like I said, so I don't know. But I'm sure you can just upload it straight after um, you record it or do it live and it becomes a video you can watch later. Uh, but yeah, so that's the plan on Thursday, which what time is the draft? Do you know? Do you have that up? Seven central? I'm not sure. I haven't checked that. Eight, uh, seven central. Okay, cool. Yeah, so seven central. That's that's when you should. Well, we might actually go a little bit before that. We we would probably start our yeah. live stream a little bit early. But yeah, you don't need to hear us plan the details of that right now, because um, we are talking about the Wizards, Suns. Um, so Crazy. yeah, like I I think we've said enough on that though. I guess for I don't I I understand the part of it that's like you've just locked yourself into this weird future. Um, that doesn't have a lot of flexibility. Um, and Brad Beal, who knows? Like, just going based off of the past two years, it looks like a guy that probably won't be worth that money. I mean, he's not worth that money right now. Um, and so he probably won't be worth that money, even to a greater extent, um, when he's 33 um, in 2027 for $57 million. So, and Durant, who knows with him, you know? Um, I feel like he it's not going to take too drastic of a drop off right now, but I don't know what a couple years from like down the road is going to look like. Uh, but yeah, so he's, he still has a no trade clause. The other thing uh, with Beal that makes things even harder. Um, so they, that it's built into his contract that like it, and it rolls over to uh, his new contract with the Suns that he still has a no trade clause. Um, so he still has to decide whether or not he can be traded in the future um, to other teams. So that's going to, again, restrict the amount of moves you can make as a GM um, with James. Jo- I think it's James Jones still. Yeah, I want to say. I don't think that the new owner, mm-hmm. Matt Ishbia, has completely uprooted everything James there. Jones still. Okay. Um but yeah, so from the Wizards' perspective, I think this was pretty a pretty good deal for the most part. Like about as good as I thought they were going to get. 
Like with with the situation that they put themselves in, not once but twice with John Wall, and then they did it again with Brad Beal, mm-hmm. and a little bit with Chris Dapps. Honestly, they they put themselves in this like, we'll just take whatever, and then try to deal with it later. They dealt with it okay, I thought. From a, are you talking a, about the contracts? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like I, they've navigated out of some atrocities to mankind. Oh yeah, like is yeah. John Wall still making, or was this his last year making twenty almost thirty million dollars? He got bought out of his deal. I want to say with Houston because he signed he signed for a mid level with uh with the Clippers a couple of years or last yeah. year, um, and then he got traded again back to Houston. <laughs> for some reason but the like yeah so i think it's more of a win like an addition by subtraction for the wizards not an addition in terms of like being a better basketball team right now obviously but in terms of rebuilding um this is the right direction it hurts not to get a a first rounder in there but i guess the swaps are nice um because that just bolsters the value of your own picks really you know so, but yeah, this, I, I just feel like getting, getting off Brad Beal, getting off that contract, that was pretty dumb design at the time. Um, especially with the no trade clause thing, which is just a detail that still is like weird to see. Um, cause not like no, barely any, I don't even think like Jason Tatum, I, I don't even know if LeBron James has a no, tra- I, he, I'm sure he does, but there, it's not a very common thing for people to get no trade clauses. Stephen um, A. actually had recently a, a list of five. The, there's only five guys he thinks deserve the no trade clause. Mm, Granted, this is Stephen a, a. Yeah, but I feel like it would be a good list. But he might have to throw some wild thing in there just to make it a Stephen A. list, like to make it pop off, make people talk. Who do you about think it. one is? Jokic. He's on the list, but he's not one. He's not. And I don't know. This might not be in order. This might just be like. Uh, Five people that he think deserve it. I didn't listen to the clip. It's Giannis is one. Jokic is another one. At two? or I'm not doing the order. We're just going to pretend, give him the benefit of the doubt because the order's stupid. We're just going to pretend that we're giving him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, Giannis, Jokic, there's three more. Uh, LeBron? Yep, which I don't think he should still be there, but yes. Who LeBron is as a concept of a player... Yes, but right now, no. If LeBron's signing a new contract next year, I'm not giving him a no trade. Mm-hmm. I would not Steph want to give him a no trade. Steph has to be on here, right? Yes, Steph is on there. And then the fifth one. Is it a is this a curveball? It's the straightest curveball possible. What does that mean? It's a curveball, but it's like not. Okay. It's a guy that is in this upper echelon of NBA basketball players. Is he been Humbly, on is, the, is the team that he's on? He's been with for a long time. Been there, yeah. Drafted, been there for a while, couple years at least. Humbly, one of the best basketball players on the planet. Jason Tatum. Is that it? Is Jason Tatum? Because you said humbly one of the best yeah, basketball that's why players. Because I, I didn't think you'd get. Because I was like Luca, maybe, but the way Luca plays, I don't know if I want a no trade clause. Yeah, I was between Luca, and, Tatum, and and Embiid. I thought it was going to be one of those three guys. I think Embiid would have been a proper curve. Yeah. Not that Embiid is an MVP, but like Jokic, I think is the only one where I'm like, we're good. 
And Steph. I think because Steph the, deserves that too. But my thing with uh, Jokic, if I'm thinking purely like cutthroat basketball, no, Jokic isn't going to play for that long. If I get screwed, it's fine. Yeah, he's, I would. He's not. I have no idea how long he's going to play. Like, I wouldn't. I'm not going to. I don't feel comfortable betting. Thirty-seven. Okay, that's still a long time from now. That's still nine years. Is he what? The he's twenty-eight. I thought it was twenty-nine. Anyway, no, that's still, I guess that's a year. He turned twenty-eight in February. Does he play to thirty-five? <laughs> and this is a thing that I'm. Write it down, everybody. Go back in time when Jokic at his decides to just become like a normal human and goes to his Hall of Fame thing and goes, I was going to retire. And then I went to the parade. Remember. <laughs> what that you man said, was having yeah. the time of his life at that parade. Mm-hmm. That he was. was like, I, I wonder if he was he regretted it the next day, though. If they were, if he felt a little, you know, hang on. back to Sambor for the horse races. Yeah. On on his private, not his private jet, but Josh Kroenke's private jet. I don't, did you see that? That he asked. No. He was on if he like could the, use it so he could get there better. Yeah. Get there faster. Uh huh. He asked the owner of the Nuggets for his plane. Yeah. <laughs> Which that guy, we need to make sometime an owners tier list. I'm like just accidentally the most successful owners because that guy's got to be up there. Oh yeah. He owns like a weird number of things and they've all won in the past five years. Yeah, Stan Kroenke, so the old the dad. Um the, yeah. He's because like I think the Nuggets is part it's half owned by Stan and Josh, who's his son. And then because uh, like the Kroenke family is like an empire that own yes. a bunch of different sports franchises. But I think Stan is involved with all of them. Um the dad. So he has he has the Nuggets, he has Arsenal. Um, he has Avalanche, Avalanche, um, somebody else who just won a title um, in baseball, um, maybe who won the, the World Series recently. No, he has a the, the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, yeah, he has the Rams for the Super Bowl. Um, does he have a baseball team? Is if it, it would be, it would be the Rockies. Well, I mean, why wouldn't he have the Broncos then? Because he already has the Rams. But what? So That's a what if, conflict what if, of interest. Yeah, but what if he already had a baseball team in a different city? Like, why? Why does he? Uh, have... I will. <laughs> oh wait, he's the. He's I've... why altitude sucks. It's him. Just kidding. He's F tier. F tier owner. Well, straight to F tier. Why? I feel like the. By uh, Comcast is the reason why Altitude sucks. Well, it's not Altitude. It's just they don't have the Comcast is refusing to sign the deal with them at the price that Cronky, the Cronky family said they need to get paid, which is, I think, a fair price. But Comcast has been referencing they they keep looking back at the these projections from uh, several years ago with the Nuggets, what ratings the Nuggets used to get back when we were bad and. Uh, rebuilding team and they say this is the the current interest in the nuggets so this is what it's worth you know and then that's their Wait, offer but the Cronkies are like this guy owns an overwatch league team like, like the video games yeah stan Cronky. the rams the nuggets the avalanche the colorado rapids which is soccer soccer MLS. arsenal and then the los angeles gladiators <laughs> Which is an Overwatch League team in the Pacific West Division. 
Hmm. Owned by Josh Cronkey and Stan. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. But yeah. Um, Wait, but they got their money from Walmart. Doesn't Walmart own the Broncos too? Well, they're not. They aren't like a, a synonymous with Walmart. But I, they were. Some involved. of their money came from Walmart. I think they were one part of. Stan Kroenke was like one of the CEOs at one point. I think he married a Walmart. Oh daughter. yeah, no, that's what it was. Yeah, his wife is from the. I Walton forgot their last family. name. Walton, yeah. Of the co-founder, so this dude's children own or could own everything in Denver. That just, or maybe that's how the Walmarts ended up with Denver. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that was part of the vision mm. that they just want to have all of the Denver area sports. Yeah, perhaps. Mark this Lurie dude also, is also owns kind of Walmart. A Call money. of Duty team. Is this Crocky also? Los Angeles Gorillas. Yeah. Okay. This I didn't even know that they had like cities for esports teams. And That's okay, it. I've also gotten super into this recently. It's the National Lacrosse League. Yeah. And I did. Ironically, the Colorado Mammoth are they just won the title? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also owned by the Cronkies. Really. I believe yeah. that. Yeah. Nice. But the National Lacrosse League, if you're ever looking for just some high quality, good old fashioned entertainment. I good. follow them. I follow the mammoth on Instagram, at least. They, uh, they're like, always the, my- they're always the Denver or Colorado team that posts like about the nuggets, like where they like the nuggets and them like post stuff to each other together. Like, Oh, congrats. Well, because they're both owned by Stan. Yeah, that's true. But so is the Avalanche. So I would assume they would. But yeah, that's true. I don't know. I think I'm going to become a Saskatchewan Rush fan. Saskatchewan Rush is at lacrosse? <clears throat> yep, that's one of the lacrosse teams. I need to find a or a Calgary Roughneck maybe. Oh, it's a Vegas Desert Dog. Look at me. I'm a Vegas Desert Dog at heart. <laughs> Wait, oh, is, but- is there like a KC team or like uh, geographically close to... Nebraska. So looking at a map, you take the United States and Canada and then draw a circle conveniently around where we live with the border being Denver, and there's no teams there. So it's like Halifax, Albany, New York, Philly, Buffalo, Toronto, Rochester, Georgia, and then nothing until you get to Denver. Then you've got Vegas, San Diego, Vancouver, Calgary, Saskatchewan. Then there's a team in Texas that's Panther City. Is there Chicago or Minneapolis? Nope. It is a big old circle. Wow. Most, no Chicago. So you go like, you just like Denver to what appears to be Fort Worth. So Denver to Fort Worth to Atlanta, Georgia. Uh-huh. North all the way up to Saskatchewan. There's nothing. It's just a void of lacrosse. Okay. How many teams are in the league? Uh, one. Two, we don't. Three, we don't four, need four, to get into all the, if you didn't have the number. Sixteen. I... Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's 15, like half. Fifteen. So yeah. So it's like half of a normal, uh, North Americans like sports league, major league. So because it's young, it's young and budding. I think. I think I'm a, I'm a. I think I'm a Vegas desert dog looking at the mascots here. You need a petition to get 
Omaha is an expansion team. A team in... Yeah. Oh, it's also in Duluth. It's not in Atlanta. I apologize to Georgia Swarm fans everywhere. They've got a sick logo. Duluth, okay. Georgia is a city? Duluth, Georgia. Okay. I thought... I think of Minnesota when I hear Duluth, but... I think most people do. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway... We went down a whole rabbit hole. How long have we been cooking? A while. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but yeah, that, I mean, we basically covered everything other than the last segment. I'd like to talk about Chris Paul a little bit, maybe. Draymond. Or, we forgot Draymond. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll touch on Draymond, I guess. I don't, I don't think that should take long. Draymond declined his option, which I think was like $27 million. Um, And people were a little bit surprised by that, but I think that's just because... Like the reason why he's doing it is to get a smaller deal with the uh, Warriors in order to sign, you know, give them more flexibility to sign some more pieces to try to help them compete this year, um, which is not surprising at all coming from a guy like Draymond, you know, because on one hand, he can punch his teammate in the face, but on the other hand, he really cares about his team and he wants to win. So <laughs> both both of those situations are not surprising. <laughs> Oddly enough. Um, but yeah, so I don't know, I guess, who they're in the market for or anything. Just that I'd mention it. Uh, but the other thing is that I'd like to speculate on a little bit really quick is Chris Paul, where he could land, because I doubt the Wizards are going to want to keep him because they're uh, going full rebuild, and which is a re- really dumb time for them to go full rebuild, honestly, in, in retrospect, because like they should have done it last year. Um in preparation, like right before the Wemby and super, not just Wembenyama, but a super deep draft, a super deep talent pool of players. Um, and then 2024, by all accounts, is supposed to be a pretty big dud of a year. Uh, so like they chose the weirdest year to, to go all in on tanking. Uh, or not necessarily tanking, we'll say, but, you know, tearing things up, getting rid of uh, a lot of their better players. <laughs> yeah. Going youth youth movement. So, uh, but anyways, Chris Paul, yeah. So he probably won't be with the Wizards. I'm guessing. Let's see where he does end up as a buyout guy, most likely. Um, I'm thinking uh, we could see him go with the Clippers again. That would be interesting. Um, I've I've seen some people say the Nuggets. I don't love that one. Like, in order for me to love that one. I think he would have to be okay with coming off the bench. To be honest. Cuz I I don't I don't I feel like adding Chris Paul to our starting five doesn't help anything. It more so just makes it weirder. Um yeah. But him as like a backup, that would be like amazing. That would be like a Tyus Jones type situation but perhaps even better, you know. Um gives you basically like a free it's like free offense for your backup unit. Um, but yeah, so, or Kyle Lowry, kind of like what Kyle Lowry has been doing with the heat coming off the bench for a long time now or all season, I guess I shouldn't say a long time, but uh, yeah. So did you have any off the top of your head or what do you think of those ones that I said? I didn't have any that like the Clippers was the one that I saw that I was like, that would be, that'd make my heart happy. Mm-hmm. Send them back to, and it'd be interesting, and I'm also preparing for a how like Kyle Lowry was like that guy, and then like he kind of took a step back after he left Toronto, 
Mm-hmm. I think that this is going to be the Chris Paul, like, okay, it's over. Like, he's mm-hmm. just going to be a very good piece to a team, but he won't be the Chris Paul that, honestly, everybody probably thought he was, like, everybody thought he's been done the past, like, two teams he's moved from. But I think that he's actually going to stop being a, as much of a force across the league. So I don't have a team, like, I'd like to see the Clippers. Um, mm-hmm. so I don't know if I can think of, No. No? How do you think? Well, I mean, he would be... Obviously, for most of these teams, he's probably like a mid-level exception. Assuming he If he, he goes... comes to the Celtics for that... Sure. No, I've... actually. No. Wait, why? What is the reason? <laughs> like, What the Celtics... he gets rid of. Like, okay, like, thinking about it, because then he, starting point guard, probably wants to be... Yeah, I would. If you're the Celtics, who else would you want starting at point guard? Marcus Smart, like Marcus Smart does everything but the point guard thing so well. I don't know if we can afford to lose it. I feel like my team is teetered on this little corner. Marcus Smart, a better shooting guard than he is a point guard. Like he's a better like a combo guard. I don't want Jason Tatum running the four. I mean, it's Jason. That's what you used to be. That's what, like, it, how it used to. It was like, and it's worked out great for us with our zero banner since two thousand eight. I don't like. <laughs> I want to die. I don't know what I want, and I don't think it's Chris Paul. Is that Isaiah Stewart? Do I just want Isaiah well, Stewart? I, where did that come from? <laughs> what did? How did the "I want to die" <laughs> sentence fit with the rest of what you're saying? <laughs> no, I just don't know what I. I don't know where the Celtics go. I I have no idea. Okay, but I'm in just despair. Isn't like having a a distributor, initiator, like a point guard, just Something like the, we the definition of a point Rondo, guard? Rondo? Yes, you're correct, and it'd be great. But isn't that like what the the Celtics like kind of they need like it's like a void in their offense that they have been missing. No, what, you know? what our void was was forgetting how to play defense. You guys were still a top five defense in the league, but not when it mattered. I am. Were you not? I'm just shambles. No. We but like we were but not the same. We hung our hat on the three point the three pointer this year, hard. Yeah, but that's a, like another like um, consequence of not having like dy- like a dynamic offense, not having like actions that you can consistently go to that are not just swinging I the ball. I was emotionally prepared to get rid of Jalen Brown and just not start over, but like, and now all of a sudden we're keeping him. Wait, you were emotionally prepared for that? Yes, I was ready. I'd gone through my stages of grief. I'm like, this is going to be good in the long run. I'll still buy a Jalen Brown jersey for the whoever. I still will love Jalen Brown as a player, but I'm ready for the Jason Tatum era alone, solo. I was mentally ready. And then yesterday, they've given up trying to trade Jalen Brown. I don't even know if they really tried. We're going to give him a five-year, not super max, but match all offers. Sing. So he hasn't signed that yet? No. But that's what's on the table. Um, From what I understood, they'll match anything, but they're not going to give him the moon. Yeah. Makes sense. Because they're willing to give as much as another team is able to give. Because they don't have his But I don't think they... But they do. 
No, everybody else doesn't, obviously. Cause oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, it's like, the, it's like unless a DeAndre they change Ayton. how bird rights work, I'm almost it's, positive the Celtics have the bird rights. It's like a DeAndre Ayton situation. <laughs> how the Suns yes. didn't want to assign him to their max money, but they were willing to sign him to everybody else's max. To ma- yes. Yeah. So I think that's what is going to happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I could see that. But that's, again, not a thing that helps player relations all that much um when you when you pull that <laughs> historically unless jason brown knows that he crapped the bed yeah but i can't show I, up one game just one game did he not have any good games in the playoffs i feel like he had he had several games where he was good not alone yeah okay so it had to be the specific games where Obviously, no, like he just had to like show that I'm worth super max money, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and there's like I don't think he necessarily he's cool, has. but he's not, he hasn't shown it. He might mm-hmm. be also. I'm on this bandwagon, everyone says he he makes these big, and I've been the same boat during my coping. I had to cope during my grief, so my coping strategy was like, how much better has he actually gotten? So I did a terrible thing, and I read the dooms, the naysayers on the Celtics subreddit to see what they were saying about my friend Jalen Brown. And they're like, he hasn't gotten that much better. He's they're like, he's gotten worse on defense. True, and the only reason his offensive numbers have gone up is because of usage. And I was like, that is an interesting angle. Let's take a gander. He has like gotten slightly. He's gotten better as like a shot maker. Like he can like yes. I'm just I, you know what I want? I want just the ghost of Al Horford to be like I'm only 33, and then come back and we just run it back. That's what I want. Because we're we're running out of good years at Al, but Al Horford only makes 10 mil this year. He's a cheap contract this year. Relatively, yeah. For what we get out of him, I think that's a great deal. Yeah, that's I think that's probably a good good deal. Um, assuming he doesn't fall off too much. This next year, because he's thirty-five also, now. Yes, and I think that their plan is to use Mid- him actually, in a way that he is. Sorry, I think he's thirty-six. You're probably right. Yeah. Um, to use him in a way that allows him to be like, "You feeling good today, Al? Can we run you twenty-four minutes today? Feeling good?" It's kind of like how they have to do with Rob, also. Yeah, I think <laughs> Rob, the the Time Lord, might be running out of time. Yeah. Um Yeah. It's rough. But what he does is so perfect, but there's a lot of guys that I think could do it also. That's why I think that they're like Yeah, I don't know. Mhm. Also if Draymond Green ends up taking less and ends up a Celtic, I'm quitting liking basketball and I'm a full-time football guy. Why would he end up a Celtic? I saw some like got a report like Celtic subreddit is a dark, dark place. Never go there. Okay. It melts brain cells, and they don't put funny memes very often. The only <laughs> funny meme they've ever had ever was the Derek White Buffalo Soldier one, and mm. it's a dark place. Mm-hmm. My so brain's melting. What happened? Um, you said Draymond Green was oh, in a. Oh, they just said there's just some weird way that Draymond takes less money and then somehow ends up a Celtic, like sending Robert Williams out there and something else. And Marcus like a sign Martin, and him friends. 
something. I don't know. I just hated it, and I didn't look at it that close. It but doesn't I just seem decided... like something that would happen. It doesn't. It doesn't. But you know what else I didn't think would happen? What? A lot of things. <laughs> my brain's melting. Fair. I'm sorry. I'm running out of juice. In That's fair. <laughs> okay, so with that then, I guess we should wrap up with a quick game. Um, Jacob, you want to get three random players and a Hall sure. of Famer? Um, do you want to play also? Sure. Okay. All right. Oh, I've got a great three. Oh, this oh, was a you? banger three. Oh, we might have done the first one already. We'll see. Okay. We can reuse. It's not a big deal. Feel Now that I'm looking at this, have we done all three of these players? <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. If you like them, then we can roll with them. I've I've already rolled away from them. Oh, you have? Uh, yeah, I did. Gave uh, up so soon. Okay, it was I uh, have... Alex Land, which I'm almost positive we've done as a person. I think... I don't know. I feel like I've guessed him before, but I don't know if he's been a person. But anyways, I've got a great three. Okay, I have three for you. Um, and I'll just think of a Hall of Famer to use really quick. Instead of because my thing is lagging really bad. Um, let me think of one fast. Why is this hard? Mine. Okay, I got one. Um, so I'll yeah, I'll give you yours first. I'll start with the easiest one of the current three. Um, well, okay. At least it's from the current NBA player generator. That doesn't necessarily mean they are signed to a team right now. Um, Recurring trend. Yes. Okay, so I just regenerated them because one of the guys, I was like, I don't even know who that is. So here we go. This guy is definitely on a team right now. Uh, do you want college first? Yes. Okay. He went to UCLA. Russell Westbrook. No. Um, this player was in the 2015 NBA draft. 2015 slow-mo Kyle Anderson? Mm-mm. He might not even be 15. Um, um, UCLA, UCLA. Pre-Lonzo Ball, UCLA. Yes. Do, do you want? No. Do you want the okay. uh, pick, or do you want like the team he went to? The team. Okay, so it's the Golden State Warriors. Is where he was drafted. Golden State Warriors, twenty fifteen. Was he a part of that championship team? Like, do, would I know his name from that team? Uh, yes, definitely. Festus Azili didn't go to. Oh, Kevon Looney. Yep. Kevon Looney. Yeah. Well, so he wasn't part of the 2015 championship team, obviously, because that was the year before he was Sorry. drafted. But the era. Yeah, I, I thought when you said that that championship team, I just assumed you meant like last one or like there are several. <laughs> but yes, Kevon Looney. 
was the correct answer, which he only has Loon as a as a nickname. Oh, that's um, also, there is no way he is only 222 pounds. That is one of the biggest lies ever told. <laughs> ready for yours? I am ready. Your easiest one. I know he's on a team for sure. Seven foot tall, 280 pounds. Seven foot tall, 180? Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. 180. 280. Sorry. Oh, okay. Almost 300 pounds. <laughs> I was like, 180 pounds, seven foot. That has got to be the like craziest ratio in NBA history. That's awesome. like more than that's more than Pokashevsky. Because he's like seven foot one ninety, I think. Anyway, so seven foot two eighty, that is Joel Embiid. It is. There's not many guys. Like yeah. JoJo, the process, dual one eighty. one eighty. Troel. Yeah. And then the Phantom of the Process. Oh, that's a good one too. I was wondering if Duo 180 would be on there. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, I forgot can, about that, to be honest. The, do you remember how that started? Wasn't it the video? There's like, it was a Jeopardy. So on Jeopardy, <laughs> a question was, what is like Joel's uh, nickname, basically? <laughs> Joel and Beat's nickname. And the guy mm-hmm. says, Duo 180. <laughs> as an, as I've an seen answer. videos of him like reacting to it <laughs> and so that's what i thought okay so that makes more sense that it was a jeopardy yeah it was a Two jeopardy botched a botched answer um but yeah <laughs> so um uh, your next guy or yeah you gave the nickname so your next guy <laughs> is i don't know if he's still in the league but he he was very recently and he was like a actual like functional uh, you well, know, he's Aldrich. No, oh. he's not very old. Oh, um, let me look. Yeah, he's not quite 30, he's not even 30 yet. Oh, wow. But his last year was the 2021 season, and he was like a solid, you know, like a reserve 3 and D wing. Where, where do you go to school? Um, Michigan. Trey Burke. Nope. Did you hear Nine I said he was a three? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think he's only a three. Um, so he's Tim six, Hardaway, six. Very good guess. Close to that, kind of. Around the same time frame. Um, but he's six, six, two twenty two. So the same weight, apparently, as Gavon Looney. <laughs> That's what it says. <laughs> Who's built like Kavon Looney and went to Michigan? Well, he's not because Michigan. Kavon Looney's there's no way he's twenty or two hundred twenty two. Uh, Duncan Robinson's not right. Um, the Wagner's neither of them because they're both still in the league, and they're taller. Um, mm-hmm. I said Tim Hardaway. Um, Do you want the team he was drafted to? Sure, Minnesota. Menace is he known as a T Wolf? Not really. I don't even really remember him on the T T Wolves, to be honest. Who do you rem- what do you remember him as? Pacers. 
a Michigan Wolverine that was a Pacer. Mm-hmm. He played for some other teams too, but Pacers was like his longest stretch. And that was where I was like first really familiar with him was when he played for the Pacers. Raz Dacus never played for the Pacers. He's still in the league too, isn't he? I doubt it. The second question, I doubt it. First question, it's very possible <laughs> that he played for the Pacers. I'm just blanking sure. on like Pacer. Like I'm just blanking on Michigan Wolverines. Mm-hmm. What year was he drafted? Uh, 2014. 2014. So is that okay? Jokic draft. Not really the Jokic draft, but it, I mean, it was the Jokic draft, but it's not really known as that. Uh, it's the honest draft. Right? Or is he honest 2013? No, yeah, it, no, 2014 is the Wiggins and Bede Parker draft. I, I'm. Drafted by the Wolves? Minnesota Timberwolves. Michigan. Yeah. And he was known as a Clipper. For. I said Pacer, right? Pacers. You said yeah. Pacers. Um, 40th overall pick. Career length, seven years. <laughs> I just read that off of his. Oh, um, he was born in Gary, Indiana. <laughs> ah, Gary Robinson. I don't know. That's just the first Gary that popped into my head. Gary Temple. Oh. No, it's Garrett Temple. Garrett Temple. Um, I have no idea. I'm like okay. racking my brain. You like I, almost, I almost gave it to you. Because of how close you were to his name. Temple? No. Robinson. <laughs> the, you said, oh, is it, a, is it a, a Glenn Robinson? Yeah, Glenn Robinson. Yeah, Glenn Robinson third. Yep. When you said Gary Robinson, I was like, <laughs> is that even a person? But like, does he mean Glenn Robinson? Yeah, that is that is who it is. Glenn Robinson the third. GR3. <clears throat> GR3 or Trey, apparently, is one of his nicknames. I don't know whoever. I mean, I don't think any like basketball people called him that, but um, yeah. Apparently, it feels weird that he's not in the league oh. anymore because when, last time he was in the league was with uh, like Sacramento, Philly, and Golden State, and at least with Golden State, he was like a serviceable three and D guy. Okay, you ready? I am ready. Your next player is six foot eight, two hundred and thirty-five pounds. Is he currently in the league? Yes. Six like, eight. Yes, he is in the league, but will not be for much longer. Oh, really? Because he's retiring. Udonis has probably. Yeah, but Udonis has him. I gave oh, okay. that away so bad. I didn't know what else to do. I also didn't realize how Miami this guy was. Like the the least Miami oh. thing about him is that he went to school to at Florida in Gainesville instead of going to the University of Miami. Yeah, he's like, from other Miami. than that. He's like a Miami guy. He's played High there school. for 
I don't even know how many seasons this is. 21? 20, 20, 20 seasons. Mm. Yeah, he went to Miami Senior in Miami, Florida. Yeah. Uh, UD is the only nickname they've got listed for the gamer. Makes sense. Which is funny because it's not even like his initials. It's just like the first two letters of his name. UD. <laughs> UH, I guess, doesn't doesn't uh sound as nice. Or sound as menacing either. It's UH. True. UH. Um all right, so your last player. This guy is the youngest guy so far. Um, and I'm pretty sure he's still in the league. He was at some point this season, at least, waiting for my computer to finish loading up his basketball reference page. Uh, here it is. Okay, so he played. Yes, he he was in the league this season. Um, where he went to school. It's very um obscure, but I doubt you know where this guy went to school. So I doubt this gives it away. William and Mary. Is the college point guard? No. Um, I guess I'll give you his. The year he was drafted was. No, that guy didn't. Hey. Oh, apparently he wasn't drafted. Actually, I remember oh. him as a rookie, though. I thought I remember him in the draft too, but maybe he just was a guy that would potentially would have been drafted. But anyways, he I have no idea. He signed with I'm the like, I'm <laughs> I'm like what? I'm digging for William and Mary and I'm drawing blanks. St. Mary's I, doubt, I'm, I don't think that would ha- I mean St. Mary's it's a high school, I think. Or St. No, St. Mary's also a college, right? Yeah. Like I'm, yeah, I'm just, I just I have no William and Mary brains in my brain. I didn't I've ne- I couldn't even say that was a college or not. I don't I don't know. I've never heard of that. Yeah, I mean, it sounds familiar, but like, so does all of those just saying like names <laughs> like that. Yeah, like you could put a combination of any names like that, and I'd be like, "Yep, probably a school." But yeah, so he went to the Atlanta Hawks for his rookie year. Then he went to Minnesota for the next two years. He's a center. Uh, his name kind of sounds like he'd be like a a character in a novel. Um, Glenn Brown. No, um, his, it's or like a superhero, like the name of a, a guy who is a superhero, not like the superhero name, but like his birth name of a person <laughs> that is just in a superhero movie. Adam Dark. Very similar. Extremely similar. <laughs> like just in terms of vibe. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to get this. This will be excruciating for people to listen to. I have no idea. Is Nathan Knight. <laughs> yeah i would never yeah he uh I, I, that's a nate he has a nickname listed and it's nate nathan oh, solomon kappa hula kappa who hula knight oh i apologize for the pronunciation but uh that i tried my best um so i am ready for my next one if you, if you are. One. This is an all-time nickname guy. Okay. 5'11", 175. Um, Brandon Goodwin. Nope. They are a point guard. 
Makes sense. And they are the a 2022 NBA champion. Chris Chioza? Yeah. <laughs> cheese. Yeah. Chris cheese. Chioza. Cheese. That's a great nickname. Is is that the only one? Yep, that's the only one that got listed. Is just cheese. that's all you need, honestly. That's that's all. Cheese is all you need. Yeah. Wow. All right, I'm going to give you your Hall of Famer. Um, let me wait for it to load. Okay, so <clears throat> this guy went to the University of Georgetown. Allen Iverson. No. He has the same birthday as me. I don't know NBA birthdays. Yeah. Um... Ooh, is it Carl Malone? No, not Carl Malone. Patrick Ewing. Yeah, there you go. Patrick Ewing. I was Ewing. like, I, my brain saw Patrick Ewing and I <laughs> said Carl Malone. Carl Malone. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it makes sense. But yeah, big. <laughs> totally. No, it does. I mean, I, I get how the, you know, just kind of gives you a similar aura. Vibe. Yeah, or vibe. Big Pat, Hoya Destroya. Or Pat. Oh. I love that. It's just like the Hoya Destroya is sandwiched between Big Pat and Pat. You know? <laughs> just it's the perfect order, honestly. Here we go. I should have given given you like where he was born, honestly. Kingston, Jamaica. Like you know, I should have given you the clues oh. like that before Georgetown. Um you ready? Yes. This is a Six foot five, two hundred fifteen pound NBA Hall of Famer. Six five two fifteen. Fifteen one five. Yep. Vince Carter. No. Is Vince Carter even in the Hall of Fame? I think he is. I don't know if he is yet. I don't think so. Is he? He's I'm not in, sure. Like, um, but uh, this was a Big Twelve basketball legend in college. Oh, sorry. I was looking up Vince Carter. I want to see if he's in the Hall of Fame. He is not. Okay. Uh, you said he is a Big 12 guy? Legend. Legend. 6'5". So he went to not Kansas, probably. Or he might have. guess I can't think of a Hall, hall of Famer that size from Kansas. Off the top of my head. Um, K-State. Uh... Baylor, Texas, uh, Texas Tech, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Iowa State. Who am I forgetting in the Big 12? TCU? You have said the team. I have. You have already said the team. Six five two fifteen. Um, yeah. I, okay. I, I was pretty sure. Technically, it was the Big Eight when he played in it. But okay, you've already said the team, so that doesn't. I'm trying to think, man. Six five two fifteen. It's not. 
ringing any bells for somebody that like, because when I think of like Kansas, thinking of like Wilt Chamberlain and Paul Pierce. Um, was he in terms of Wilt Chamberlain and Paul Pierce? Was he in between the time wise? Yeah. Yes, in between the two. Okay, that's a Close very to Paul Pierce, but in between the two. Okay, thank you for that. I was gonna say those are it's yeah, just I was a very like, that's wide, pretty range. much useless information. But yeah, uh, closer to Paul Pierce, but in so he's before Paul Pierce though. This isn't okay. Obviously, it's not Michael Jordan, um, because Michael Jordan to North Carolina also six five two fifteen doesn't really sound right. Six five two fifteen. Um, where did Clyde Drexler go to school? Houston. Is Houston in the Big Twelve? They're joining the Big Twelve, aren't they? Like they right now, like currently. Now, this was the Big Eight. Mm-hmm. So this would be Iowa State, Nebraska, Missouri, Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, or Colorado. Oh, Colorado. This is one of your options. But it's not, Those it's are not the that eight one. schools. It's not Colorado because I didn't say that before. Um, it's also not Nebraska because there's not any joy yeah. in Nebraska yeah. men's basketball. Uh-huh. I don't think there's a Hall of Famer. There isn't. I don't I don't have to think. I know there isn't. Bob Boo did Bob Boozer go to Nebraska? I just know he's from Nebraska. I don't even know if he's officially in the Hall of Fame either. But he would be a somebody I wouldn't be surprised. He's from Omaha. Anyways, um, this is a hard one. He went to the same place as our player did. Bob Bob Boozer. Mm -hmm. You want to think about where that is. Would that help you? uh, Just tell me yes or no when I guess them. Okay. Because that makes me feel better. Okay. Then you're just telling it to me. Um, Mm -hmm. Oklahoma. No. Um, Iowa State. No. Kansas. No. Kansas State. Yes. Kansas State. I like the yeah, only Bob Kansas, State. Kansas State. Oh, okay, but the only guy that comes to mind for Kansas State is like Michael Beasley. Um. Wesley Wendu. Wendu. Oh yeah, he went to K State. That's not a Hall of Famer, but yeah, but I'm just saying people in general. Like, really, can't think of a lot. I can't think of many from K State. No, not a lot. They were inducted as a Hall of Famer in 2014. 2014. Man, this is really bothering me. Six five, two fifteen. So, is this guy? Was he like a ball handler? Is he like a defensive player? He's like kind of big at six at two fifteen. Um, is he like an athlete, like a dunker? He averaged twenty one points a game, three and a half rebounds, just shot or three and a half assists, four total rebounds. Was a pretty good three point shooter. Uh, let me find his percent. Thirty eight point eight percent from the three point line. Okay, so that's pretty good. Can you say the volume? How many per game? Uh, attempts I will he attempted 
over his career just at three and a half. Okay. But during his, That's... what I would consider his, like, his all-star seasons, like his, because he had six or five all-star seasons, um, he shot five, six, six, five, four, three. So did he play at the same time as Paul Pierce? Like, what year did he retire? 2002. Okay, so barely. Like yeah, they barely three years. Two thousand two, and can you give me his draft information? Like not uh, the team, but fifth, everything else. Fifth overall. And a year. In the eighty-eight draft. Is this like a very famous person? Am I? Am I like? Yes. Not like not like insane. He's not anybody's oh. Mount Rushmore. But he's like but he's a, a low. He's like a lower level Hall of Fame guy, right? He's not like yeah a crazy. It's like is this like Mitch Richmond? Yeah, it's who it is exactly. Okay, Mitch Richmond the third. Yeah, that's like at least I don't know too much about Mitch Richmond, but that's the guy that Bill Simmons always cites as like he can't take the Hall of Fame seriously because Mitch Richmond is in it. <laughs> Really? Yeah, that's what he says at least. But yeah, the, whenever for some reason the run TMC guys, because you know Tim Hardaway and Mitch Richmond and Chris Mullen, mm-hmm. those are the old guys like that era guys that I can never think of in this game. Like because that other time you had Tim Hardaway for me, mm-hmm. and I could not think. I could, I was just like not thinking of him. He wasn't coming to mind. But what did you say his nicknames for Mitch Richmond? Rock and Hammer. Like that's one nickname? Or those are two? That's it. Just Rock. Two separate nicknames. Rock. Uh, Hammer. Nice. That, uh, all right. (laughs) That's that's it. That's That's, an interesting uh, combo. Um, But anyways, thank you guys for watching this very long episode. Probably shouldn't have played the game at the end of it, but uh, you can't stop us. So... Uh, please join the Patreon, do all that stuff. Um, and thank you for listening. We love you. We appreciate you. Stay happy, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you guys on Thursday. Peace.